What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. This is week three of conversations about life with me and Michael Barata. This week we talk about relationships and how important conversations are in relationship, how important communication is with everything. And for some reason, us silly humans hold back from having conversations because we think, oh, it's going to be a hard conversation. Or, oh, that's going to upset that person. Or, oh, that's going to make that person sad. We create that story before we even have the conversation, and then it pulls us back from actually having the conversation because we get scared. Why not? If we know that we are speaking with truth and love and kindness, know that every conversation has value. And it's not scary. It's not hard. It just is. We have this idea that conversations are hard because we don't have conversations. If we can start changing the paradigm and actually make communication a priority in all of the relationships in our life, I bet you things will be a lot easier. So before we jump into the episode, head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. You can find out all of the things that are happening. I have a couple live in-studio workshops happening, uh, group coaching sessions happening, individual group individual coaching is available as well so please head on over if you're ready to dive deep into your life and you would like me to help you if there's something that i can help you with if i can support you help you cheer you on and show you remind you that you're an infinite creative being hit me up send me a message we'll set up a free discovery call and we'll talk We will talk about where you are, where you want to be, and what's getting in the way. And then we'll actually see if we're a good fit to work together. So head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. You can check out all of the things that are happening there. And now kick back and enjoy this episode with Michael talking about relationships. There you are. Was waiting for your text message. Really? Never sent the text message. I was like, is he actually running late? Never. Exactly running late. Never ever. So I was Look like, at how nice that looks. It's nice and cozy. I'll be right back. What? It does. It looks very cozy. Thanks, man. You are the best. I feel uh, set to set design and wardrobe did really well with you. I'm a mama. What's up, mom? They are good people. They are. So how, how are you? What's happening? Um, Doing well. Cheers. That's right. Cheers. Greetings and salutations. Cosmic brother, and I like that. So I'm excited about tonight's chat. I, I, I am too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have... Um, well, you know, and that's what's interesting because so obviously Joe and I talk 40,000 times a day. So, you know, he, we each hear like, you know, s- snippets of our building kind of, you know, topics throughout the week. So, um, yeah, I, I listened to a podcast and I read, I read a blog post in, that in the past week that have like really jumped and made me think, plus conversations with you and just... It's interesting to think about what I thought relationships meant, were, mm-hmm. and now to just kind of like some grounding into, okay, yeah, I, that is aligns with me. And some 
other things too to explore as well. That's where I think I'm at. <laughs> Some other things to explore. Exploring, exploring at least a deeper understanding, and that's why that's why I think we both made sure when we talk when we put this out there as relationships with yourself is very important in in all of that. Very, very important. Well, it's important to have. I love it. We're just we just jump jump right in eight oh two, and we're just jumping right in to the. To, to the goodness. What's up, everybody? Thank you all for being here. Um, obviously, we're talking about relationships. Um, I also do want to say, because I've been joking around all day with Michael and a bunch of my friends about saying that hair, makeup, and wardrobe was coming to my house. And I say that because I talked to a friend, Christina, that moved to... Um, Good evening. They moved to Utah and we were talking about manifesting and she was like, dude, I manifested this house because I was always like, oh yeah, I'm going to be in Utah. I'm going to Utah. I'm going to Utah. So why can't Michael and I have a real show where one day, you know, hair and makeup come and do me all up for the show. I love that. Right? I'm just making it happen. I'm having fun daydreaming. So before we go really deep, I have a feeling we're going to get, we're going to go we're going to go really deep tonight. Um, anything fun and exciting happen this week for you? I assume you're talking to me now, not the general room. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. Um, I had a really good week of class teaching. Um, I felt really well. I, oh, I had a speaking gig um, talking about the changing, the shifting paradigms of the workforce. So that went really well. Um, oh, and winter came back. So that's right, right, winter came back. How, how was your week? What did you do this week? <laughs> oh, the week was great. This week was one of those weeks where, um, not to toot my own horn, but I'm totally going to toot my own horn. I got a lot of messages from people that I've been working with saying, oh my goodness, this happened, and oh my goodness, this happened, and oh my goodness, this happened. And that just makes me feel like that is the best feeling when someone's like, oh, wow, like I did this, and I put in the work, and it really worked, and I'm happy. So that that is where I've been all week, kind of floating around, except for Monday. You know, apparently there was a solar flare, solar something, but I kind of laid in bed all day on Monday. Sometimes. Oh, all day. Sometimes that's the best place to be. It was a lovely place to be. Um, you know, and then I enjoyed the, the podcast and also been just thinking of all of the things. <laughs> so many things that, excuse me, I wonder how life would have been if it was just like, if, if the rules just weren't the rules, you know? If there was an openness to relationships in all variety, instead of being like, it's only this way. And now we know there's so many more ways, right? But now I'm like, I've been exploring and just thinking about, huh, so many of the things that we just don't do, it's because we were told that's not right. That's not the right way to do it. And then being 46 years old, looking back and be like, oh man, mm -hmm. I had to figure all of this stuff out. So um, why don't you tell everybody about the podcast that you listened to that inspired this? Uh, well, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pull out something that I feel is within, is tied to the podcast and, and the blog post I read. But so, and correct me if I'm wrong. And I, and, no, actually don't even correct me if I'm wrong. Just tell me, when you were saying what you were just saying, because we've had conversations about this, were you implying in terms of rules, like 
the, the structure of a relationship, right? Yes. So, so here's the other story, though, that I think we've gotten told as well. I'm going to flip the script on this. And this is the one I think I struggle with more. Uh-huh. The story that we get told that there is no such thing as movie trailer love or fairy tale love or head over, and, and everybody is going to lose the buzz and the, and the, the craziness of, oh, my gosh, I, I just by looking in your eyes, I lose myself. Like, we're told that, too. And my whole thing is like, I mean, is, but, it, is it naive to is it naive to think that that's a possibility? Well, then, I mean, then it's naive to think that, but it's still a possibility. It totally is a possibility. Anything's a possibility. But I think at those same stories of like that fairy tale, oh my goodness, our our eyes locked across the room. And John Cam talks about it a lot. It's like when those typically when those things happen and the eyes lock across the room, and you're like, oh my goodness. He calls it sticky. There's like a stickiness because there's like this intense passion, but it's just this intense passion, which is totally fine for all of us to be able to explore and experience because we're human, right? But I think that idea of, oh my goodness, that's the one. I, I, I just think it's, the probability isn't, they're not that, the probability isn't that high. Well, oh, oh, and but that's I, just my perspective, right? I got you. And that's why, see, this is where, like even in class, that's why I tell, tell my students, like I'm not trying to get to a wrong or right. I'm just interested in how the belief is was born in each of us, right? Mm -hmm. So, so what you just said, see, this is where I'm like, okay, but I mean, you use the word passion, so again, that kind of also implies like that fleetingness, like it's there, and then hey, that's like a candle, it's gonna burn out, right? You know what I mean? So I got you. But when I think about this kind of stuff, and I don't even think about the one, like I don't think about the one, uh -huh. but when I think about what, how somebody, I mean, how would you describe love? Like the kind of love where it's just like, in terms of a romantic relationship, all the love I have that I continue to just bring forth, I want to give to this person. Mm-hmm. And is there a possibility that that love energy force can be so strong and sustaining that it doesn't feel like effort, it feels like breathing, and there doesn't, it doesn't demand this conscious legwork of building and manufacturing and trying to make the spot. What happens if the stuff is just there? Well, I think it is just there, but I don't think that uh, we see it a lot because again we live in a society where it's like let us tell you all the shitty scary things that's right what, i agree yes we, we don't hear those things and then you have to think about you know that like the love story the typical love story that we've been shown throughout all of time it's like the damsel in the stress that needs to be saved and that's just bullshit as well right agree i hear you I so and I, I just I just don't think it that story is told enough because people really don't experience that often. And maybe and I'll and, and here's the other thing too, like I agree with you and I also recognize that it may the possibility for it to happen with like that first experience, I'm not gonna put any numbers on that, all right? But my whole thing is may, might there be one, two, or three experiences, call it dating, call it relationships that you were in and that ended, I have no idea, what do you want, whatever you want to label it. 
but then there's a there's a possibility where you just pivot and this person arrives and again you don't think that's the one you just think oh my gosh everything that i feel and understand about love i want to express to you and i want to learn even more ways to love you because well, I, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a chore it doesn't feel like passion it feels like this is the natural person that is just pulling and i want to push all my love to and it's like when i when i hear like yeah that's beautiful and then you get in the relationship and there's that period and it's the honeymoon phase and all of a sudden that starts to fade out and now you've got to do work i'm like do work well i mean here's the thing and we were kind of talking about this during the week. Communication is key, right? So if you yeah. find that with someone, right? The key, the work, is to keep it happening, to keep it going. And if you notice that, wait a minute, something is off. Like, I've been feeling like, oh my goodness, I just want to pour everything into you. And then you wake up one day and you're like, yeah, you're cutting your peas, right? Yes. Right. Now, in that, but in that part right there, see now, in that point, this is where I've been camping, right? I'm sorry to interrupt. That's okay. But in that point right there, I what I think is the love, that intense, natural flowing love energy, for whatever reason, the, the, the same potency is just not there. That, could that happen? Yes. Do I think you have an opportunity to just be like, oh, maybe I've been distracted, and you just pivot again, and boom, I get it. But if you have to keep continuously coming back to what is it, what does it mean to love this person? Wait, what can I do to show love to this person? How do they like it? My well, God. right, but then there should be the also again in the communication. You're like, wow, this is really a lot of work. Yes. And we're working really hard. It's something that really shouldn't, if it's again, in that depending on, on how everybody is, but yes. if you're in that space of, wow, this is really taking up a lot of my head space. And it shouldn't take up the headspace. It should flow with grace and ease. And if it's not flowing with, and now, again, there are times we have to sit down, but you have to have the conversations. There has to be, I don't want to be like, you have to do the work, you know, right. and sound like I'm, you know, a billion years old. <laughs> but as long as the communication is happening, right? Right. It, and everyone is moving with love and being honest then it, it should really be okay if one day I wake up and I'm like, wow, you were cool for like nine months and I don't know what it is, but something changed. But I, don't I, just say something changed to get up and walk out of the room. Agree. Some, like actually express like, I don't know what is going on, but right. something has changed. And this comes kind of back to that having the hard conversation. Yes. And I, I, let me just tell you what I love what you said the most about that though. I mean, a uh, hundred billion yeses on communication but you just articulated what i've been trying to say when it's flowing like grace with grace and ease that's what i'm talking about like mm -hmm. loving i don't want to say should and i'll always back this up and saying i'm not trying to be prescriptive this is my perspective right but that's how i envision love this very like non-thinking just oh my gosh now to your point though when that flow and ease maybe starts to get disrupted don't just be like right exactly but dive in and just be like hey did we kind of just 
Now again, my whole thing is though too, have the conversation once you have that first like, hmm, not, gosh, it's been three months since like we've even really done anything. I, what, I don't. Well, I think that that comes back to that idea of, oh no, I have to tell my partner that I'm feeling a little off and it's going to make them sad. It's going to hurt them. They're going to be mad at me. And then we begin, we turn into mind readers because we obviously know what our partner is thinking at all times, being sarcastic. We don't ever, 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 right? But we, we create the story. So it's like, if you continually create this story that, oh my goodness, I have to have this conversation and it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. Guess what? It's gonna suck. Change the story, change the dial and be like, I have to have this conversation and it's going to flow with grace and ease and we're both going to be open and understanding because we've never stopped communicating. And I'm gonna put this back to you now because I think you can you can unfold this out because you mentioned something. I don't wanna have a hard conversation because the other person might get hurt, the other person might leave, you know, they might get sad, they might get mad. And you're right, story. Um, but you would ask me, so I'm gonna ask you to let me talk about this, is do you also believe though that can be an internal issue, specifically like a self-worth issue, that you have this anxiety to even have the hard conversation because maybe somebody might leave or, or something like that. So I mean- 100%, but it, exactly, it's all of, we have all of the stories, right? It could be anything. If you have the self-worth issue, sorry, it can be, oh my goodness, what if I do this? I'll never, if she leaves me because of this, I'll never find anybody again. Right, right. I can't take that chance, right? Or for any any number of things. Let, let's, let's hold a moment, we have a couple questions. So for clarity, for me, should love be easy? Uh, Michael, you wanna, you, wanna, you wanna go first on that? I, that is, okay. First of all, the word should implies, right? That there is this kind of truism for you but I, I can't really speak to that. What, what I could tell you from, from my, my perspective is when I think about loving somebody, if it feels like a task to me or a chore or work, then it doesn't feel like I'm loving somebody. I'm feeling like maybe I'm trying to fulfill a debt or I'm feeling an obligated type of um, relationship to this person or when you're in a romantic relationship and maybe that starts to happen, I refer to it as like compassionate companionship. So you just feel this human kind of, you know, connection. But in terms of like this, like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I, I wish I could think of 50 billion more ways to love you. That's where I think like, I don't want to say, yeah, I'll say that's the grace. And when it is graceful and easy, you're not thinking about if it should be graceful and easy, essentially. Right, it should just be flowing. Right. It, not, yes, not even thinking. To me, when it comes to love, I think the more, if we think about everything we say about the mind, right? To me, why would we ever then want to pull the mind into something like love? Why would you want to pull judgment into love? Why? Why would you want to pull the past or perception into love? Like, you know what that feels like. The moment you, you say, hey, mind, have at it, Holy cow, now you're like, well, wait, should I feel this? Should I say this? Should I do this? I don't know if I, they might leave me. I might stick with, you know what? I really like to get freaky, <laughs> but if I say this, that might scare them off too. You know what I mean? So well, I think, I think when, you, when you are able to not find yourself thinking about how to express love or whether or not you feel love, 
you're probably in love. Yeah. And I think, and again, we all have different, um, you know, ideas and rules for, you know, we all love differently. But yes. just for, here, here's a, I feel that, um, you know, you should say love should be easy, it should flow, but there is going to be times where you have to work. And then it comes back to, do I really want to do the work? If you don't want to do that work, then you have to evaluate you know, all of the things. Can I just say something? Can I just, with, with what do you, with, and here for me, because I just feel like work has this negative connotation. I would rather say what we've been saying. I, I would look at it as like, if you are courageous and vulnerable enough to have communications, communication, mm -hmm. I think people will be surprised in terms of clarity, understanding, learning, loving, that could come out of a conversation to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, so if we just communicate on the reg, we won't have to necessarily go to work. You know well, right, I mean? exactly. It all starts with the communication. If right. you're not talking, yeah. you're not but gonna get I think anywhere. The work, I think the work, I think the, the possibility for work is, is determinant in my head on how long you waited to communicate clearly for like the first time. Yes, know? yes, exactly. So I, in my marriage, the love, is, the love is easy, the work is easy, the communication may be hard, maybe harder. Right, communication I think is always hard for us because we create an inner dialogue, because we're human, we create that inner dialogue of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the story in my head and like go through all the scenarios of what they, how they may respond. Mm -hmm. We have no idea how they're going to respond. It goes back to that, I'm going to have this conversation and I'm going to be open and honest and I'm going to speak with love and kindness. Right. And don't go down the negative path of this is going to be horrible. Cause then, right. you know, again, um, and, but, and I, can I just speak to that comment though too, with yeah. love is easy, the work is easy, the communication may be harder. What's interesting to me, my question would be is, so have there been times where you have been loving or receiving love or working and something about it felt off, didn't feel right to you, but you didn't communicate it. Because then I, I would, if, if you, if that, the answer to that question is yes, and you, that's the hard part about communicating, then I'm interested to know then, are you really loving? Are you really doing the work? Because there's just, there's a portion of it that's not necessarily your 100, right? I, I mean, I, I'm just putting it out there. I mean, if you want to respond to that, anybody but like if you if you are not communicating how you truly feel then that expression is not necessarily the hundred of what you can give because yeah i love you but wow i'm really not cool with this right now you know right. what I mean? <laughs> like i think love is that freedom to say i love you but i'm really not cool with this right now you know that's part of love it's not outside of it Right, and the love isn't always, you know, unicorns and fairy tales and all that. But the love, that. Is the, the love is that, that, that soft foundation that you all get to stand in while you're having that conversation. If you try to have that type of communication and you're standing outside of love, yeah, then it's going to be resentment. It's going to be anger. It's going to be jealousy. It's going to be straight pain instead of, like, really trying to mutually come together around something that needs to be shared, not just by the one person, but by everybody involved in terms of, okay, well, how do we move through this? All right, so the communication barriers about previous relationships and partners. All right, so you ready for this? 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna be really harsh. It, their previous partners, they don't exist anymore. They're gone, let them go, right? Because if we're continually bringing up the past, right? So now if they're children, that's different. But again, it has to be grace and ease. Like we're doing this for the good of everyone, but not like uh, a battle of the past or like a, a jealousy of the past. Um, but again, just it's that really honest, honest, honest communication. When that, yeah, well, that's, it all comes back to the, just the open, honest communication and, but, and being nice. And it gets really hard, you know, when there is a divorce and there's children in play. And then, you know, again, we're all human. And if there, if there's like now, you know, four or five different personalities that are now interacting, right? And everyone, because we all do it, right? We all create, oh my goodness, this is what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And then we go in and we're expecting things from the past instead of just being present and being like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. I'm not picking at you. I'm not coming at you. I'm expressing how I feel. This is the way that this situation is making me feel. You're not making me feel this way. The situation that we're in is creating this feeling within me. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm going to read the comments here. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, to that point, when, when people are in a relationship uh, with children and the talk of a change or a separation or the dissolve of a relationship, you know, no, I certainly do not dismiss the, the added responsibility of considering other people, you know, specifically children that mm -hmm. tend to not have a lot of power in these types of situations. Um, but you know, the other, when we talk about narratives, we always hear the narrative of like, oh my gosh, a, a bad divorce will absolutely just wreak havoc on children. And yes, obviously there's research after research that shows that bad divorces, and I'm, I'm speaking it this way, bad divorces, messy divorces, hard divorces, tend to have uh, an, uh, some kind of negative impact, right? But when you look at amicable, loving, compassionate, mutual divorces, okay? They don't have the same, there's research that supports that there are many families that are able to just do it and do it in a healthy way and everybody is good to go. Now it's a change, but it's not incredibly disruptive. But here's the other narrative that people seem to have missed. The other part that also tends to influence uh, children or have a, an adverse effect on children is a toxic relationship. <laughs> so think about the prolongedness of a, a relationship, a couple, that may not be able to communicate well or express love in, a, in an easy, graceful way in front of each other, that's going to have an effect as well. So sometimes what we think we're trying to sustain for the children may not be actually having that type of effect that you, you think it is just because of the dynamic of the relationship as well that, that the two people are in. Yeah. Um, examples, could you give some examples of that? of um christina what do you mean what 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 kind of example are you looking for the toxic or let us know and, and we'll we'll try to give you give you an yeah. example but i think again we're coming all the way back and if there is a um you know a situation where there are multiple people 
literally think of it as a business have a meeting literally have family meetings because like like it or not mixed families it's all one big family right you should all be communicating so there isn't the situation of like he said she said stuff going on and it really should be hey we're grown adults we're going to speak kind to one another Ooh. yeah oh be an example ah uh, yes 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 That's fair. Yeah, 100%. There's a great book um, John Kim wrote. It's called Single on Purpose. I highly recommend it. And it's not just, it's not an anti-relationship book, but it's really, it helped me a lot. I've been single for a long time and it's helped me a lot really, you know, find more of myself, more of the things that I like, more of the things that I enjoy, more of the things that I don't like. It actually, it has given me this freedom to, it, at one part in the book, he says, you know, like, put your hands in the dirt. Like, when we're single, we get to put our hands in the dirt and really discover who we are and explore who we are. And again, do it responsibly, do it with love, do it with kindness, and do it with open communication. And from reading that book, man, it really has me thinking of all of the things, right? And see, and you know, to that and to, to your point and to Jen's point, um, and again, life is what it is, right? We can't go back. But to me, having that type of awareness prior to, right? I mean, right now you and even Jennifer, you, you have had relationships and you went through them and they impacted you however they have and now you're moving through them, right? And you're, Jennifer, you're, you're still healing and that's a beautiful thing. That's a process that you honor. It's your pace, nobody else's. Um, but so then we have like this kind of experience in a relationship too that kind of informs us, right? But what you were talking about, Joe, is you were like, now there's just this deeper level of self-awareness of what, who I am, what I like, what I desire of a relationship, of a partner, without it feeling selfish. You know what I right, mean? Right, exactly. I hope. I well, it, it, it's the whole, you know, rediscovering and remembering my self-worth and that we're worthy to say, you're a great person, but it's not what I want. Right. And I think we've, we've got, you know, we've, we're in this culture, you know, we're in the swipe culture, we're in the ghosting culture, where again, there's no communication happening and everyone is on their phone. It's like, oh, I was just out with Joe last night, but I'm swiping through to see if there's anybody else that I can kind of, you know, connect with over the weekend, right. you know, and it's like, everyone's distracted. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, I'm not interested anymore. So now I'm just ghosting out. Sure. Sure. But again, I think that uh, that's also, um, you know, again, tied into self-worth tied into fear. I, I, I sometimes think the fear is, is not even just about taking the next step with somebody. The fear is truly expressing yourself and revealing yourself. And when's the right time? Just, to say these things. And, and my whole thing is, when I think about the right time, it's like, I don't know how you define that. The closest thing I can get to defining the right time is the moment you feel you want to say something, that's probably your best time. Because yeah, I would more say time that. that you, the more time that you don't say it, because we are, I've said this in our, in our past talk, our brains are hardwired to keep us safe, not just from bears, but from awkward situations, <laughs> right? You well, want to say something? Uh, what's it called? What's that? Um, five second, twelve oh, second, five oh, second. Oh, Mel, Mel Robbins. Yeah, five four yeah. three two one. 
right? And just do it. Count to five and just do it. It's going to be scary, but you're going to survive. I want, I want, yeah, and that's the thing because that disrupts you thinking about the hypothetical outcomes. And that's what I mean. It's like, instead of thinking about what might happen, it's really just trying to say, this is how I feel. So I'm going to make this happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the only thing I can control. And that's why I, I'm like, you know, if we, and I say this with like such a soft heart because that goes for myself too, but like to be able to live intentional without feeling that our intentions are set out to disrupt anybody in any way. Like if that could, if that could just land so we could actually feel that, but it's like the moment we want to do something, we're like, oh, I wonder how they're going to respond. Are they going to say something? Are they going to judge me? Is this going to hurt somebody? You know well, right. I mean? And ultimately what we all, I don't want to say need, what would be beneficial for all of us to do is realize that by us speaking our truth, we have no control how anybody is going to react. Right. But however they react, that is that's on right. them. Right. Right. They have to, that's them. Right. Right. The, as long as we're, you know, again, being kind and loving, we're not coming at it just like, I'm just going to say this to be an asshole. Right. But so, I just want, Jennifer, I'm glad you put that pause in there. I mean, especially if you feel that your delivery is going to, uh, kind of dilute the message that you're trying to send. So, I mean, you know, I would never want you to surrender your your way of expression, but if you feel like, ah, oh, if I say it this way, maybe it's just being a little too hard-edged. If you recognize that yourself, okay, I get the pause. But if you think, if you just think someone's going to perceive it as hard-edged, you gotta let that fly. You gotta just have, feel that confidence, the courage to be like, this is not about you. This is just simply me expressing who I am the way I do it. You know what I mean? And then if you, they say, like, wow, that was a little harsh. We're like, oh, it wasn't meant to be harsh. Just me. <laughs> well, right, right. And obviously, like, we want to be mindful of the way that, 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 that we speak. That we're not, I, you know. I, I tell Joe this all the time when he's hard on me. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> You're my best friend. I'm supposed to be hard on you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so it, it, it's tricky the the relationships and i know from my own experience you know from a lot of failed ones there wasn't a lot of communications but as a, a lot of communication but as i've grown from those i've been more aware and really trying to be more honest from the get-go right and there have been some people that i've scared away with just being honest from the get-go thank, uh, thank you so much um but hey you know, I'm just at that point where it's like, this is, this is me. This is all of me. This is. So, but here's, but here, let me just ask you though. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about a relationship, and essentially you could probably unfold this into, you know, a, a lot of different kinds of relationships. And if we want to go just straight of humanity, our relationship, let's have love everywhere. I get it. <laughs> but let's just focus in on romantic relationships, right? The communication though happens in love though, right? I mean, if, if the communication is not happening in love, then it's happening about the love not being there, right? That's what, like when we talk about communication, like communication is great, but you really need to be communicating the issue though, or the problem or the feeling and be real and not dance. And it's like, if it fundamentally can tie back to, I don't know if I'm feeling loved anymore. I don't know if I feel 
the, the, the grace and ease of, of me loving you. Like, like if we just start there, then it's, it doesn't seem like it's pet peevey. It doesn't seem like, oh, I just don't like the way you eat your cereal. Cause I mean, right. I mean, that's, that's right. annoying. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like when to think about communicating, you know, for me, I would be like, okay, you know, where's the love? Am I feeling the love? You know what I mean? Am I feeling the love within myself for myself enough to continue to love in the way that I feel this person based on me deserves to be loved? Or I'm all of a sudden I feeling like, no, I don't have this hundred anymore. And I'm not even feeling it from you. That's what I would want to talk about. Because other than that, what else are you talking about? I don't like the way you fold the clothes? Come on. Well, right. But I think that what you just described is a point that people get to after communication is stopped oh, break like right. like right. for my like my example my marriage exactly like that was it like it's like shit i don't i don't i don't think we talked in a long time right so then trying to have a conversation about not having conversations is awkward right then it's like how do i even have this conversation to bring up the fact that we haven't talked in like a month and a half right because <laughs> right. there's you know there's already so much that in that moment in that moment, though, now, th now again, everybody, I appreciate your time, space, and attention. This is just how I roll. This is how I talk to Joe, all right? <laughs> so you're getting, you're getting my, my truth, right? In that moment of whatever people are feeling, and they get to the point where, like, we should communicate, whether it's been a day since you last communicated or five months, I almost feel like the first question that makes, that makes like, the, would be so impactful we still feeling the love. <laughs> we didn't but care. it sounds, and, then, and I say this with a lot of people that I work with, that the right. words that come out of our mouths are really easy to say. Like when Michael and I say like, well, why don't you say, well, where's the love? That's right. a really, really hard question to ask someone, especially if you're married to them and you really haven't communicated in a long time. Right. And then you look over and be like, hey, honey, where's, where's the love? It left, right? A long time ago. And if the answer is yes, do we think we can invite it back? have that you know but i mean like i i what you're saying is right and again i never want to uh, take away from the, the courage that's needed to, to do these types of things but the communication you want to have is ultimately about love i mean th that's why i'm just like if you think about communicating from love all right and through love and about love i, I think then we get away from the, the the daily annoyances and the pet peevey things and even maybe the past grudges and we just, of course, because, and again, it's like, it's one of those things, like I can use myself as an example. In that time, it was like everything that I did annoyed the hell out of her. Everything she did annoyed the hell out of me. And it wasn't always there, but we got to that space because we weren't communicating and then we weren't talking. And then there was just this unhealthy energy. So, right, I'm, I'm chewing my food too loud. Shut up, you're chewing your food too loud. Could you get out of the room? Right. You know, right. and it, it gets to that space. And I think sometimes relationships get to that space, but it's, oh my goodness, I invested so much time into this relationship. Right. And even though that happens, at least I still have someone to go to that Christmas party with. <laughs> and he takes out the garbage and... See, you know my take on that. When, when I hear people say I've invested, I'm like, whoa, so you're married to a 401k. Yeah, so of course. You're, so you're, going out, <laughs> you're going out with a bank. See, because when I, and also the other thing, when I hear investment, I hear debt. Now right. you feel you owe somebody something. And I'm like, 
my whole thing is when your mind shifts to that type of analytical, practical, in terms of in the in the in the beautiful circle of love. I think that's a great point to be like, why am I thinking about love like an investment or like I'm owed something now? And I remember a while ago, and I know who said it, but I'll just, you know, uh, but they looked at it as like a lot of times people say, I will love you if I love you when they're business transactions. That's oh, right. Well, they're like relationship easy. ultimatums when, you know, your partner comes up to you and says, you know what? It's over if you don't stop hanging out with that person or you stop doing that thing or stop doing this thing. Right. I mean, I think, you know, what what inspires me about couples that are like what that I look at that are really kicking ass, there are couples that are actually living their own lives and excelling at them, enjoying them, whatever they may be, right? From being a, a, a stay-at-home mom to being like corporate executive graphic designer, whatever it is, it's like they're doing their thing and they're loving it individually. They have their own person, their sovereign beings, and they choose to be together because they love each other, but it doesn't matter what the other does because they're always there. And right. it's like they just flow. Like that is just being in the flow. Right. But I think sometimes there's like a struggle and a battle and then we stop communicating and then all of a sudden there's the anger and shit you're cutting your peas really you're eating that you're doing that you're, you're really gonna wear that sweater right i'm reading the comment from yes yes yeah and, and you know when i think about individuals again this is where it goes relationship to self right when individual i remember saying I gotta be honest with you, you know, this is where I struggle and Joe knows this, but he said he's not gonna do this, so I'm gonna toot my heart a little bit. I think I said some <laughs> profound stuff back in junior high and high school. Honestly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but when I think about what you were saying about like two individuals like doing their thing, so I'm just gonna unfold that out as I remember where I used to tell people in junior high and high school, like if you don't have two strong individuals, it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough to have a strong relationship because when you have two people just grounded and like, they know what goodness feels like exciting, right? So when I see two people though that are like, even just talk about their careers or their hobbies, right? Mm -hmm. Your partner, I'm not gonna have to, I'm not gonna say has to adopt every interest, you know, that your other partner has. However, if that effortless, uh, graceful ease of supporting and nurturing that person, whatever it is that they're doing, if that's there, that's beautiful. Like, oh, hey, of course. Can you tell me, course. Can you tell me about what, what he or she does? I don't really understand it, but oh my gosh. he! I just love watching her do it. I love being there, supporting her. It's a beautiful thing. I'm trying to learn. It's like, that's, you know, I if that openness and that willingness to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to love you through now just showing how I want you to continue to rock it out. Be your whatever you are feeling within yourself. You know what I mean? Right. And that, you know, cycles all the way back to that self-worth and insecurities. And oh my yes. goodness, they don't, they, they like that more than they like me. And we start, you know, feeling like we're not worthy enough. Like, why are you spending so much time doing that? Why aren't you with me? Why? Right. And again, guess where we're going? Back to open communication. Right.
right? And then, you know, there are also those couples that just come together like, oh my goodness, well, you're into that and I'm into the same thing and we're gonna create this fucking magic ball see, together. See, right? now, you're, now you're speaking my language because I also believe that is a real possibility too. It's like two people can, and I've seen couples like this. We're like, oh my gosh, not only do you have this like beautiful love in the relationship sense, but you also have this love of a, a career or a, a, a right. hobby or a business or travel, whatever it may be. But it's like, oh my gosh, we both are just totally synced up with this too. So when we do that, it's like, don't even know the world exists. I'm like, right. I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, what is a really good practice is you, you have the individuals in the relationship, right? Yes. That are their sovereign beings. Right. But then the relationship is its own thing, right? It's not them together. It's, the, this, it's a third entity right. that they are creating together. And if you think of it that way, like we are creating this thing together. Right. And it's a big, beautiful ball of love. And we're creating it together. Or we're destroying it together, right? True. And really looking at it that way, like, right, are we actually going to put work into this beautiful thing? Or are we going to let it, you know, die? Right. And that's a tough place to be. <laughs> well, it is a tough place to be, but I don't think a lot of people are presented in relationships in that kind of way, or are, <coughs> are taught to be like, oh, right, no, no, the relationship is me and you, and it's, you know, it, we're one right. thing. Not, no, no, it, the relationship is the third thing. Right. You said work, Joe? Work? Do the work, I think. Oh, maybe. I mean, we have to do the work. And when I say work, I literally just mean like, you know, there has to be, how about this? We all have to put in inspired action. I love that. That's why I tell people like, when I have people talk to me about effort, I'm like, ugh. Even like in the workplace culture, even in teaching, when I'm teaching psychology, I'm like, do not even think about effort. Think about energy. How are you going to use your energy? Because it takes effort to do anything. So effort is just something that needs a home. If you want to tie your shoes, that takes effort, right? So forget effort, but like, think about tapping into the energy that you have within you, your creative energy, your, you know, love energy, uh, you know, your inspired energy. How do you want to bring that out? And again, that's the, now there's the relationship with self okay, how do I want to bring that up? What, what is my talent? What, what is my, what does light me up? You know what I mean? And my whole thing is it's there. Like when people say, oh, I just don't have it. No, it's just buried. You know what I mean? It's really, buried. really deep. And, it's, right. and again, I'm going to say work or inspired action to get back to it. Right. But it's there. It's in all of us. And you, you know, know what though? And honestly, like, uh, I'm going to go back to Antiquats. Am I, is this Tiffany? I'm thinking is the first name, I hope, if I'm wrong, my bad. Um, but uh, what your father said about how long did it take you, see, to, to, I think you hit the sweater, hope I was right, remembering that quote. Um, but that's my whole point. And Joe and I have talked about this. You know, I look at the life that I, that I was living up until like 35. We talked about this on the first one. All right, awesome, hey, hey, hey Tim. Um, and we talked about, I got, I got into yoga or meditation basically when Joe moved back here. And that was like in my mid thirties. The thing is, <laughs> now up until that time, I was living a, a particular way. So my patterns, my behaviors were ingrained. I mean, they were, the rut was deep. 
So to, to get into this like yoga, to think like, oh, so, well, okay, I tried it last night. Where's all the change? I'm like, where's all the patience? You gave yourself 30 plus years, Mike, to live this way. How about this? Just on balance, why don't you give yourself another 30 plus years to do this before you give me an opinion? And that's what I told but, myself. But that's right. what I told. You know because I'm just like, in order to like do the work, I think what people, I think what is really helpful is you got, not, I don't take that back, I wanna say you got, but to consider your level of patience with yourself is so very, it could be so healing. Because if you're not patient with yourself, you're never going to think that you're making progress. You're never going to feel like enough. You know what I mean? Because you're simply just not patient with yourself unfolding into this beautiful being. You know what I mean? And guess what? That may take a second. I'm a naive optimist. But it also may take longer. And I have no idea. But be patient. Because guess what? The moment that you start to catch glimpses of this truth coming out, you'll know. You'll feel it. You'll stop and be like, oh, yes. Right? I mean, seriously. And that's the thing. That's why I try to tell them, like, my goodness, be patient with yourself. Seriously. Right. But we want the instant gratification. It's just the way we are. Um, and one thing that I do want to add, because you were like, you know, the, the 35 years, you were learning, you were doing all the things just unconscious. And that we bring consciousness and awareness to, oh, right. I'm True. actually bringing awareness to my life and there's effort now. True. Because now I'm holding myself responsible as well, right? Because when we start having that awareness, we realize, all oh, right, I can't keep pointing the finger and say, it's their fault, it's their fault, it's their fault. Really, the finger now is like, oh, shit. It's been, awareness? It's actually, been my fault the whole time. I mean, see, that, and that's what, I, that's what I try to life coach around. That's what I try to even just talk to my students about. Awareness, action, accountability, affection. Your self-awareness is what's gonna reveal yourself to yourself. The inspired action, so I'll add to that, right? Mm -hmm. Is the direction you go with this newfound awareness. The accountability is you holding yourself in check to where you wanna go. Based on your pace, your learning, your understanding, and the affection is love yourself through the entire process. Like, right, and, and, and when you're holding yourself accountable, they're your rules. You make the rules. Right. It's not like you actually sit down and create your own beliefs. Ask yourself, what do I believe in? It's cool, I was born into this type of family and we believe X, Y, and Z, but what do I actually believe? Right. What actually sits with me? And then when you can figure that out, you start creating your happy because you actually know what's important to you and what you value and what you care about and not just what Uncle Bob said, all right, this is what we believe. Right, right. And think about that too. I mean, my, the, the life coach that I see, she's fantastic. She, you know, the question she, she kind of put to me to ask myself is, what feels good to you? Like, begin that. What, forget about if it makes sense, what it looks like, who might like it, man. Start with what feels good. And just like sink into that. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, like when you were just talking about happiness, when people have a hard time explaining happiness, I'm like, okay, so have, have you not experienced happiness then? And if you haven't, that's fine. But that's what I'm trying to say is once you do experience happiness for you, what happiness mm -hmm. is for you, not, oh, everybody else is laughing, so I'm <laughs> happy, can't wait to leave, right? But if you actually experience <laughs> happiness 
within your, you know that feeling. And then guess what you do? You just start to create a life that's like, I'm going to bring more of that in. And then when things don't go right and bad things happen, and yes, that is, your happiness reservoir, as I, I talked about, that resiliency is there. So now you have this like softer, brighter, lighter type of energy to move through these dark times too. Yeah, it's just more power for the superpowers. Superpower activation when you're happy. Today I was sweeping my floors and I'm just like singing and dancing. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy, you know? And like- Superpowers activate. Superpower activation, right? Bang. That's why we have our malas that are the same. Michael and I have the same exact malas. Put your malas up there. Um, we didn't do it on purpose. I don't nope. know. Did I tell this story before? I don't know. Oh, anyway, my friend, my other friend, Amy, was wearing these. And I said, oh, my God, I love your malas. And she said, here you go. You can have them. And I put them on like two days later. I went to visit Michael. And I was like, wonder power. Twins, activate. Best Same freaking malas. Bestie bracelets. <laughs> so everybody out there in Instagram land, we got about nine minutes left. We were doing a lot tonight. How we doing? Fucking awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so next week, uh, I want to also make some time for some questions. But next week, we have two special guests joining us. My, fr my friend, our friend, Caitlin and Maria. Last year, Michael and I did a podcast with them. Um, an episode was called Locked Down and Single. Right? What was it? Locked in and single. So it's about a year since we've been locked in and single. So we thought it would be fun to have all four of us on. They're also both coaches. They're relationship coaches. Uh, Maria is uh, going to be a sex therapist if she is not already a sex therapist. So it's really going to be really, really, really good. We'll have some divine feminine energy in here with us True. and probably talking more. Um, I'm going to try to get the conversation going into the, the world of open relationships alternative relationships and things like that. So um, that is going to be coming at you all next Thursday. I'm very excited. Now, any of you all have any questions or anything um, or you just want to say what's up? Um, we've got a couple minutes. Let's get a little more interactive. I'm drinking a beer tonight too. Very yummy one. The, the set, set design brought it. I'll tell you, man, you're... Your hair and makeup did great. How about this hair, right? Your crew, your crew is tight. I'm not going to lie. They are tight. They are put together. Um, this, was, this was good tonight. This, you know, I, these, these things are almost like um, video journals for me. It is a giant video journal. It'll just stay forever. Stay forever. Um, really? Nobody's got anything? Nothing for us? We're all just going to stare at each other? Sounds about right. Michael, give me a number. What, uh, what's lighting you guys up right now? Is that oh, I like that. What's lighting? What's, do you want to go first? I, you know what? My, I, my mind is, is messing with me on what the question. Uh, <laughs> I think what's bringing you joy right person. now. Oh, OK, because I was going to say, I don't know what kind of light that is over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna have to ask you, you're like, what was that one you told me to buy? <laughs> oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Uh, um, I mean, what's uh, me up right now is, I, so I teach college uh, psychology and 
this semester has just been fantastic. The, all three classes that I have, the students are incredible. The discussions that we are having in class about each topic each week has just been fascinating. So teaching this semester, and I've been on site the entire semester, both semesters last year were cut in half for obvious reasons to go virtual. So uh, being back in the classroom has been just uh, fantastic. My other uh, gig um, with the results only work environment, I've been doing speaking gigs virtually. I had one this week, I've got another one next week that's been just, you know, to go to our earlier point, I, I feel these are things that I absolutely love doing. I've connected with my vocational passions, but at the same time, they've become more than that to me because I, I truly feel like I'm uh, creating learning opportunities and, and, and helping people in some way. Um, so that's really been, really been quite blissful for me over the past, definitely uh, these past couple months, this semester. That's beautiful. That's a try. Ah, yeah. yeah. All the people I'm working with light me up. I, have, I, I do a Monday night manifestation group and a Tuesday night uh, manifestation one-on-one -on -one group, and they are so fucking awesome. Like, just the joy to sit down with them every Monday and Tuesday night and create and see the magic that they're creating is that lights me up and again to, to take a step back and be like oh my goodness this is my job like when going through today like literally like this may seem like oh right my michael and joe are just jumping on ig live but in a, in a reality like this is part of our work this is what we do okay here's what's interesting here's what i'm tying to that now uh-huh I'm going to, because it's about relationships, it's about self, relationship with self and relationship with other. The way you're describing that, to me, that is love of self coming out. Now, when you're able to do the, your career or your, without thinking, it's just so natural. It's just part of my day. It's just like, yes. literally, I go through my day and I do not feel like I'm working that, at all. And, and again, I see, now here's the thing. There's the other story, because there might be people, there's people out there that's fine, that you, you, you might, and because I used to think it too, but people might roll your eyes like, okay, uh, love what you do and never work a day in your life. I'm telling you, when you connect a line, whatever word you want to use, with something, when you are able to do whatever it is that you love, and it also can sustain you, all right? That's important. I get it. It's the reality we live in. I'm telling you, that feeling is next level. You don't think about, oh, my gosh. I mean, I, when I have these speaking gigs, I have to plan and prepare and write them. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, I laugh when I joke, but it doesn't sweat. It doesn't, like, it doesn't bog me down because I do it when I decide to do it, and it gets done. It's not like, well, I'm going to have to spend five weeks working this out. It's like, no, no, I'm not. Now, again, are there things I can improve upon? Absolutely all the time. But that doesn't even feel like a job. I, I'm like, what else can I learn? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all I've been doing. And then it's like when, they're, when I have free time, just like, oh, I'm going to learn something. And right. in the learning, I'm, it's, it's expanding more of all of the things that I love. That Why today when I was sweeping my floor, I'm just like, wow, this is really... This is a sweet life. This is a really, really sweet life. Um, but it, it's been scary as shit. And it's also been 10 years, right? Like sure. 10 years of doing this to get to a spot where I'm like, oh my goodness, I can actually get out of my head and stop telling myself the stories that, that I don't believe it, right. that I don't deserve it, that, you know, well, the don't work start. needs to look different because I'm not sitting down for eight hours. Telling yourself a story ultimately, because here's the thing too, because... And I do this in when, I, when I do the workplace culture. There are people who their connection is, 
I want to go to an office. I want to work eight to four. I want my lunch at 12. I want my paycheck every two weeks. And that works for them. Uh huh. Beautiful. So my whole thing is whatever story you're telling yourself, is it actually serving you? Is it moving you closer and closer to expanding your greatness, whatever that is. And again, if it's nine to five in an office, if it's uh, 16 hour shifts in a factory, if it's an artist, if it's a life coach, it doesn't matter to me. My question is, do you love it? Right. And, and one thing I do want to say, because I'm from, I hear a lot, I'm sure everybody hears it and I've said, I was like, but I have responsibilities. I can't just quit my job. I, no one's saying quit your job. But it is 2021 and there are lots and lots and lots of ways to create income in this world that we live in. And I just want to say something about that though too. Because I remember a best friend of mine who was thinking about leaving a job and he went on a trip to Vermont, I believe. <laughs> he did. And he was like, <laughs> Joe was like, it's about Joe. And he was, I mean, he was working, he was a director making fat cash having the corporate job. I mean, he had it. <laughs> And he's like, I'm just, no, man, like, I, I, I don't feel it. Like, I'm, I, I want to be a photographer. And I'm just like, go do that. Quit your job. And boom. Yeah, no plan. No, no plan. plan. But here I am. If I, I think if I would have been like, let me figure out a plan, I would have never done it. Now, that right. was just what worked for me. Right. And again, when I say what worked for me, did it really work for me? Because it literally is taking me a decade to finally get to a place where I can breathe. Right. <laughs> but I've been happy the whole time, you know, and enjoying it. I wouldn't have changed, changed anything, anything ever, 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 because it lear I learned so much to put me exactly where I need to be to do everything that I'm doing right now, right. right? Like two years ago when I was raising money for the photo studio that then closed because of apocalypse, you know, through that process, a coach reached out and he was like, dude, you're a coach with a camera in your hand. Right. Up until that point, I didn't even have the thought of coaching people. And now I can't imagine not coaching people. I love it. And on that note, I will tell you all, I hope you, I hope you think about things in your own way and what we talked about tonight. So, I mean, you know, take what you want or leave whatever you want as well. But I absolutely appreciate your time, space, and attention uh, this evening. So thank you so very, very much. Yes. Right. Didn't see the question leading here, but I'm super. Ah, awesome. Sweet. Um, hey, everyone that's still here, Eric, I hope it's still going on because I haven't donated yet and I want to. Um, Eric is raising some money in a Kickstarter for a uh, album that he's putting out. So everyone go follow Eric, head to the Kickstarter and donate. Fuck, I hope it's not too late. I hope it's still happening. Eric, when does it end? Is it is this happening? Did I miss it? I hope not. Um, thank you all so much for being here. We'll be back, like I said, next Thursday. All right, everybody go follow Eric. Drop, throw him some money so he can put his music out. Um, next week, Maria and Caitlin will be with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that one as well. I am... Um, during the week, if you all have any questions, feel free to send Michael and I a DM. And we'll, and we'll try to answer as many as we can. Like I said, next week, it's probably going to be a little more interesting. I don't even know how it can get more interesting. Yeah, it's a little more unique. Sure. A little more unique. Absolutely. Um, so thank, thank you, all you all for being here. Have a great night. Take care. See you soon.